Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Mindset to Mastery. I am your host, Keisha Rivers, Chief Outcome Facilitator and President of the CARS Group. And I wanted to talk today about reclaiming your voice. And notice I didn't say to find your voice. Um, saying find implies that it's lost or misplaced or you don't know where it is. But I wanted to talk about reclaiming your voice because that means to demand or obtain the return of, to regain possession of, to rescue from an undesirable state. And when it comes to our voice, we tend to give it away because of people sit about because of people, situations, trauma, fear, anxiety, uncertainty. We always tend to step back and relinquish our voice when we get into situations where it's that fight or flight. And so you have to understand that your voice is representative of who you are at your core. It's you showing up in your full glory as your whole self. And I know you're thinking for somebody that's doing a podcast every week, I shouldn't necessarily have to talk about instances where I have lost my own voice. But the reason I'm doing the podcast is because I am still in the process and going along my journey of reclaiming my own voice. And so let me, let me tell you where it started. Um, when I was in first grade, I was this, you know, talkative, inquisitive, high energy, you know, type of kid. Um, I learned to read when I was four. So by the time that I got into first grade, I was already reading books and I was asking all these questions and I was just this ball of energy. And I was so excited to go to school and be around all these other kids that I could talk to and find out more about and, and ask questions about and share things with. And so when I went to first grade, it was back in the days of the worksheets where they, you know, you trace the letters and you learn the sounds of the letters of the alphabet and you learn, you know, three letter words and, and, and it was very, very basic. But for a child like me that had been reading books since I was four and I was out exploring the world and spending a lot of time with older cousins and, and older and, and adults, to me, it just went really, really slowly. So I always wanted to have other people to play with. And so I remember an instance where, you know, you have the teacher, you're, you're, you're all seated in rows and, you know, my teacher would go down the row and she's passing out the worksheets and we're sitting in alphabetical order. And by the time she got done with passing out my worksheet and had walked up to the front of the next row, I was already done. And I was standing in front of her holding it out like, here, I'm done. Let me do something else. And so my mom always kept everything. And we were going through a lot of, um, a lot of old stuff. And she had my report cards from my first grade year. And it started out, you know, Keisha is a joy to have in class. She is so inquisitive and so energetic. And I'm looking forward to working with her this year. And then it said, you know, Keisha needs to learn how to do seat work. You know, euphemism for she needs to, you know, stay in her seat. Then it went to, Keisha's very helpful, but she needs to learn how to let the other kids do their own work. Then it went to all bold red letters. Keisha talks entirely too much, underscored four times. She needs to stay in her seat, underlined five times. Please schedule a conference as soon as possible. 
Now, of course, you might look back on this and say, oh, well, you know, you're, you're just a rambunctious seven-year-old. But one thing that happened in that classroom that stood out for me was the fact that I was doing my usual of helping the other kids finish their work so that I could have somebody to play with when my first grade teacher had had enough. And I was walking around the classroom and I was talking to some people and she grabbed me by my arms and she sat me down in this little chair and she pulled out the duct tape and she taped me to my chair. Then she pulled off a strip of duct tape and she taped my mouth shut. Now I sat at the front of the classroom taped to the chair and with my mouth taped shut for what seemed like hours. And everyone in the classroom stared at me. I was ignored by the teacher. I was horrified, I was mortified, and I was terrified because just me being me resulted in me being silenced. And that started a journey of close to 40 years of trying to reclaim my voice. Because at that moment, the message that I got was that I was too much. You know, my voice was too much. My energy was too much. You know, if I spoke out and, and showed up as my whole self, that I'd be silenced. And I was taught that it was not okay for me to be different. I was supposed to fit in. And so because of this experience at seven, it took me all of that time to truly embrace my gifts and to reclaim my voice. During that time, I, I became an advocate for others whose voice was, was dismissed and disregarded. I would speak up for them, and I somehow thought that speaking up for them was a way by proxy of me speaking up for myself when I was seven. But I still wasn't being my own advocate. I still wasn't stepping out and being fully who I am. I still wasn't stepping out and embracing all of who I am. And so the tide kind of turned about maybe six years ago when I went through a very traumatic um, physical experience where I had to have you know, three major surgeries in three and a half weeks. I spent 14 days in the hospital and almost died. And, and, and I came out of a year-long recuperation process to realize that who I am and who I was created to be and all the gifts and the talents and the abilities that I have are not things that need to be hidden. No one else is going to speak up for me if I don't speak up for myself. No one else is going to be able to shine a light on who I am if I'm not going to be able to do that for myself. No one else is going to recognize me for the gift that I am if I don't recognize it for myself. And no one else can use my voice for me. I have to use it for myself. So reclaiming your voice is about reclaiming who you are. It's about embracing who you are. It's about standing up in the workplace and in your personal lives and in your relationships and being who you are. You know, doing this podcast is a way of reclaiming my voice. It's, it's me showing up in, on stages and in, in, in leading learning sessions, um, 
you know, it's me being a trainer and a facilitator. It's me working as a consultant. All of these things are a part of me reclaiming my voice. When I leave learning sessions, you know, I don't like the term workshops, you know, as my true self, that's part of reclaiming my voice. And I want you to think about this. You know, for you, what are the ways you're hiding in plain sight? How are you not honoring who you are by remaining silent and under the radar? How are you not reclaiming your voice? How are you allowing your voice to be stolen from you over and over again because you decide that it's less stressful and it's less chaotic and you don't want to ruffle any feathers or rock the boat. When you look at your teams and you look at your organizations, you have a voice and you have a seat at the table because of the fact that you have a voice. You are supposed to show up as who you are. We talk a lot about in this age of diversity and inclusion, people being in, in, encouraged to not only show up as their whole selves, but participate as their whole selves. So your quirky sense of humor, great, don't hide it. Your ability to, to process things intuitively and your ability to, to think things through systematically and strategically, it's welcomed and it's needed. You have to understand that when you are in the process of hiding your voice, of silencing your voice, that you are doing a disservice not only to yourself, but to those around you. So how do you reclaim your voice? How is it that you shift your mindset and shift your thinking from saying that it's okay for you to step down or it's okay for you not to speak up to understanding that when you do that, you do a disservice to everybody around you. So I want you to think about this. As you're going about your day and as you're working with your teams and as you're working in your organizations and as you're interacting with people, think about how many times you tend to not say anything. You know, that the times when things kind of bother you or things kind of ruffle your feathers or when you have a really good idea or when you think or when you have an opinion about something and you automatically say, you know what, I'm not going to say anything. Now, in this age of social media, it is all too often the norm that people rattle off things that are coming off the top of their heads because they're hiding behind a keyboard. And I can say whatever I want to say, it's my opinion, and you can't say anything to me about it because they're not dealing with the repercussions of being in front of someone else. And so I'm not talking about reclaiming your voice as a, as a method and as a means of putting other people down or as a method or as a means of being destructive or divisive. I'm talking about reclaiming your voice in terms of recognizing who you are and how you need to show up wholly and participate in the process of living and interacting with those around you. So how many times do you say, my voice doesn't matter? And the way that you act 
in the way that you approach things, in the way that you don't offer suggestions, in the way that if someone asks you a question, you defer to someone else, in the way that if your opinion is asked for, or if you are recognized for something, you step back and you give recognition or credit to someone else. How are the ways that you're discrediting who you are? How many different times a day do you automatically resort, revert back to the default of my voice does not matter? I need you to start shifting the way you're thinking. I need you to start recognizing first and foremost who you are and who you were created to be. I need you to first and foremost start recognizing your gifts and your talents and your abilities. I need you to start recognizing first and foremost that you belong at a seat at the table, that you belong in that group, that you belong at that company, that you belong leading this organization, that you belong, period. Because until you start shifting your mindset and understanding that you belong, then you're not going to reclaim your voice by speaking up by offering your insight, by offering your opinions, by bringing your ideas to the table. If you are not going to advocate, advocate for yourself, if you are not going to reclaim what you have pushed aside, if you are not going to honor what has been given to you and placed within you, then how do you expect anyone else to do it? I'm notorious for looking at the things that scare me and intimidate me and, and make me want to run and doing those things so that I can get over it. Because I truly believe that life is not meant to be lived in fear. Life is not meant to be wondering what if. Life is meant to be lived and experienced and explored. And if you don't do anything that scares you, then you're always going to be in this comfort zone, you know, wrapped in cotton where you don't push yourself. And so I need you to think about what are the ways in which you are running from who you are. You are running from speaking up. You are running from being visible. You are running from being seen. It doesn't matter what caused you to push your voice aside. It doesn't matter what trauma or what experiences you had that caused you to say that you don't believe that you matter. It doesn't matter who said or who gave you the impression that you're not important. Yes, those things happen and yes, you need to acknowledge them and yes, you need to turn them over in your head and, and dissect them for the lies that they are, but you can't dwell on them. You can't stay in that space. You can't give those things more importance than they deserve. So yes, it did take me almost 40 years to come full circle to the point where I had to start reclaiming my voice and I had to start speaking up for myself, not just for others. And I'm still on this journey. But just because I was taped to a chair and had my mouth taped shut when I was seven, does not mean that at the age of almost 50, I have to stay that way. Just because of one person's mistake 
and one person lashing out and one person being frustrated and one person telling me that I don't matter, that doesn't mean that I have to internalize that and keep that inside and walk around with that being my truth. Just because I am always the only African-American woman and usually the only woman seated at a table does not mean that my voice doesn't matter. Just because other people look at me as being in a particular room or having a place at the table because of a quota does not mean that I am not fit to be there. When we start looking at the process of reclaiming our voice, it's really about reclaiming our sense of self, our sense of importance, our sense of understanding our gifts and celebrating our abilities and knowing what we are created for and who we are created by. It's a matter of you understanding that when you work with your teams and when you work with other people and when you do the work on yourself, you have to recognize that everybody has to have a voice. It's up to you to fight to reclaim yours. It's up to you to give space to other people that you're working with so that they can exercise theirs. It's up to you to be the catalyst and start the process of change to making sure that people can speak up and can speak, speak out from a place of authenticity. I'm not talking about having the pissing contest where everybody has to compete about who's better and who's belongs. I'm not talking about uncomfortable situations where people just wanna put their heads down and decide that you know, it's better if we don't talk about this. I'm talking about instances where reclaiming your voice means that you are wholly, authentically, and unapologetically showing up as you. I'm talking about instances where you have to shift your mindset from thinking that you don't belong to embracing the fact that you're there, which means that you do. So I need you to start thinking about how do you make this shift? And the first thing is you need to ask yourself, who are you? And then who do you want to be? And you need to write this down. I'm a big proponent in writing things down and making sure that you're getting them out of your head and onto paper so you can look at it again. So think about how do you show up? How are you being real and authentic in your dealings with others and in your dealings with yourself? You know, are you adding your personality to a presentation or speaking engagement? Are you being free to share your experiences without fear of judgment or rejection? Are you setting up an environment where those around you are able to do the same? When you're looking at reclaiming your voice, you're really looking at reclaiming who you are. You're really looking at setting up an environment where you can be authentically you, and you can encourage others to be authentically them without feeling that it's a competition or that only one person can be celebrated. Your teams and your organizations and the people that you work with are dependent upon each person showing up as their true selves. But it's also depending on each person reclaiming their voice and being able to express themselves authentically as their true selves. Not everyone is the same. Even if you're in a room where all of you are the same race or the same gender or come from the same socioeconomic background or went to the same school, 
nobody is exactly the same. Even identical twins are not exactly the same. Your voice matters. Your voice is important because your voice is a representation of who you are. You have to reclaim your voice from all of the lies that you have been told by your experiences, by your fears, by other people who don't know how to value themselves and therefore don't know how to value you, from, ex from opportunities that were lost because other people didn't know how to nurture you or mentor you or sponsor you or support you. You have to reclaim your voice because that is the beginning of reclaiming your power. You have to reclaim your voice because that is the beginning and that is your superpower for you to be able to walk fully in who you are and who you are created to be. This podcast is about mindset to mastery and it's about changing your mindset to master your success. And normally during this podcast, I will give you tips and strategies and things that you can look at for to, to be able to change the situation that's going on with you. I'll give you a short vignette. I'll give you a, a pain point that you can, you can relate to and then give you some tangible tips and strategies that you can use to start switching that around and start changing that. Today's episode has some of those elements, but it's also a deeply personal one because my story and my journey of reclaiming my voice is one that I realize that a lot of people share, but they don't talk about. Just because you post it on social media or just because you, you put it on a blog or just because you share it with your friends does not mean that you're truly reclaiming your voice. Sometimes we just say what we think people wanna hear or what people are comfortable with. But make today the catalyst. Make today the opportunity for you to start shifting and stop thinking of, well, nobody cares or this is the way it's always been done. And instead, start looking at it from what it's supposed to be and what you want it to be. So your actionable item for today is I want you to take a hard look at who you are and how you show up and how you speak up and be honest with yourself and ask yourself, how do I show up in work relationships? How do I show up in personal relationships? How do I show up professionally? How do I show up with my friends? How do I show up in my romantic relationships? How do I show up? Then I want you to think about and write down, who am I supposed to be and how do I want to show up? If there was no obstacle, if there was no but, if there was no if, how would you want to show up? Who are you at your core? Who are you authentically? And if you can operate from a sense of freedom and a place of freedom and, 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 and being whole, who would that person be? And write that down. And then compare the two and ask yourself, what do I need to do so that the person that I'm showing up as now becomes the person that shows up the way I want to be? Does it mean that you speak up more? Does it mean that you offer your suggestions or insights more? Does it mean that you say no more? Does it mean that you spend more time by yourself? Whatever it means, you have to start the journey by doing a 
in-depth reflection, an honest, authentic assessment of where you are now and how you show up now, and then think about how you want to show up in your true self as your whole self. And whole doesn't mean just bringing all of you to the table. Whole means being healed as well. So there may be some other steps that you have to take in that. But I need you to start the process today because if you don't reclaim your voice and if you don't start using your voice, then you're doing a disservice to the legacy that you are supposed to leave behind by the people that you're supposed to impact and the things that you're supposed to touch. So I hope this has been helpful. Thank you for joining us at Mindset to Mastery where we provide guidance and best practices to assist you to change your mindset and master your success. Let us know your thoughts about how this episode has impacted you and if you have a problem or topic that you'd like us to address in a future episode. And look out for new episodes every week on milehowradio.com. We're also on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and you can find all of our episodes on our website at carsgroup.com. That's cars, K-A-R-S, group.com. I'm your host, Keisha A. Rivers, President and Chief Outcome Facilitator of the Cars Group, where we facilitate outcomes through strategic consulting, team development, and applied learning. Until next time, make it a great one and reclaim your voice.